Well, and welcome to Sacktown Talks. Today we have a special guest, Senator Bob Archuleta from the 32nd Senate District joining us today. Senator Archuleta, thanks for joining us. Welcome to the program. How are you doing? Doing well. Thank you for having me on the program. I'm excited. Being here in Los Angeles County, and I'm assuming you're right up there in Sacramento, right? Yeah, we're up, we're up here in uh, beautiful Sacramento, you know, uh, not frequented by legislators much this year uh, due to the COVID crisis. Uh, I guess, can you kind of tell us, uh, you know, how sheltering in place is going for you there and uh, your district and I guess how you're working with your constituents is, uh, while being, you know, limited in, in your ability to kind of talk with people in person? Wow. Well, we've got, we've got a lot to talk about. And let me uh, just point out that, again, I represent the 32nd Senate District, which is in Southern California. And uh, it is about 20 miles outside of Los Angeles Civic Center. But if you've ever been to Disneyland, you've got to get on that five freeway coming from Los Angeles. Then we're near the five to 605 to 91. We're right in the middle of all the freeways. And, and the 32nd Senate District, like all the others, is about a million people. And uh, some of the cities that you might recognize, uh, Montebello and uh, La Habra Heights, uh, Artesia, uh, Hacienda Heights, uh, City of Commerce, Whittier, Pico Rivera, Bellflower, La Mirada, Buena Park in, in uh, Orange County, uh, Cerritos, La Habra Heights, Norwalk Downey, and Santa Fe Springs, and of course the unincorporated area of Los Angeles County. Uh, and as I'd mentioned, that I do have a portion of uh, Orange County. And uh, so we're here like everyone else. You know, we're fighting for the the people in the 32nd Senate District. I call it the fighting 32nd because we're fighting every day to make sure they're getting uh, the representation they need. And and, uh, and I'm so grateful that I've got a pretty good staff and then we're doing all of that. And some of the issues that affect all of us across the state, right where you're sitting, of course, uh, right outside Sacramento and in Sacramento and surrounding areas, like here in Los Angeles County and Orange County, of course, is unemployment. And as you know, uh, EDD is uh, getting calls every single day and our teachers are wondering if they're going to go back to school, not go back to school. Are they going to be teaching from home in the classroom? A uh, lot of things up in the air. And of course, we're dealing with the numbers that are going through the roof. And of course, our uh, great governor is, is asking everybody to wear the mask and uh, stay home when you can and uh, just take care of one another and, and be careful that you know, we don't continue spreading this thing and, and keeping the mask on and, and keeping a safe distance is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, you're naming all those cities and it kind of, uh, you know, brought some memories of, of some of those great kind of old style restaurants, uh, in, you know, some of those cities and some of those areas. Uh, I guess, can you talk to us about, I guess, how the small businesses in your community are, are doing and how they're handling and I guess, particularly the restaurants, um, you know, statewide, we're seeing some, you know, Establishment. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, again, the restaurants were so excited when they opened up and then they right. had to shut down, open up again. And, and then, of course, uh, these business owners are so innovative. They uh, actually, in conjunction with the cities, they've actually shut down the streets where you can walk down the streets and all the restaurants have actually come out to the sidewalks. And it kind of reminds you of Europe. Uh, and it, it just makes it a, a good, friendly atmosphere. But, you know, the waiters and waitresses are wearing the mask, and, and the people, when they're walking in, they're wearing the mask, and, of course, when they're sitting down with themselves, they, they of course, they have to take it off for their eating. But it, it tells you the, uh, the fact that the business owners are not giving up. 
and they're trying to do whatever they can to keep their businesses going and, and serve the community. Yeah. Uh, you know, to take a step back here, Senator Archuleta, you know, I believe you're in your you know second year uh, up here in the Senate. I guess, can you kind of give us a little background on yourself and I guess how you ended up here in Sacramento? Well, I tell you what, you're right. I'm a sophomore. I call myself a sophomore and, and I finished my freshman year. And uh, I promise that, that the next freshman class comes in, I won't tell them about the bowling alley downstairs or the swimming pool upstairs. How's that? Fair enough. <laughs> if you remember being a freshman in high school. But uh, it's been an exciting second year for me. Uh, we have uh, come together uh, because of the fact that I think the 32nd Senate District, which named all those cities I gave you, we were having issues with representation. And so I think uh, because of the things I did as, as council member and mayor of the city of Pico Rivera, uh, that propelled me to go on to the next level. And I found that. Uh, that the people recognize leadership. And I served in the 82nd Airborne. I'm a veteran. I served in the Montebello Police Department. I've uh, been a county commissioner of military and veterans affairs for a number of years. Uh, and I, I've been in the community day in and day out. So I think the recognition of all that uh, propelled me to run for the state Senate. And I was fortunate enough to get 70% of the vote. So that's not too bad. Wow. And I really appreciate it. And, and I think that's why the excitement is there. And just to share with you the excitement, when I opened my district office, we had over 400 people show up in two hours to say hello and, and express their, their support for me and the staff and, and the work we're doing and going to do in the future. Not wow, bad. That is, that is quite a crowd. Um, yes. man down there. Uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. You talk about your kind of your background in the military. You know, a lot of people have said, you know, I guess how this the country has responded to this COVID crisis has kind of lacked a plan. Um, kind of and given your background, I guess, what what is your opinion, I guess, of, of, of how we've reacted to this crisis? And I guess, you know, how can we solve this so that we can, you know, get these businesses back open and and start, you know, going on a positive path forward? Well, here, here, here's what it is. I, you know, America is, is uh, a great country. We know that. Uh, the people that are here are fighting every single day to support their families and find a new way to, to adapt and adjust to all this. And uh, we're finding that uh, people are coming together. And I'm hearing it time and time again that families are even getting closer because they realize that those who have their, their uh, elderly parents and people at home with them, they're, they're even closer. We find that the kids are, are connecting with the parents now. We find that teachers are, are just eager to go out and teach again. We're finding uh, so many heroes uh, in the medical field, our nurses and doctors. And I think America is coming together, uh, the state of California. And, and in our 32nd Senate District, we've got a lot of hospitals, schools, and, and hardworking blue-collar people. And they're, they're finding a way to connect. You know, we just, uh, I was just at a graduation uh, yesterday and it was a drive-through, right? You, 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 the the, oh, the cars would come up and the student would jump out and get on the stage, get his picture taken and uh, receive his diploma and then drive off. And so I was part of that parade. I've, I've done that. Uh, a lot of the things that we're doing in the district is reaching out and helping the community by uh, making sure everybody has that extra help. And we've been handing out, oh uh, God, I guess to date now I must have, uh, our, with my team and staff, we must have put out over 5,000 
uh, bags of food and and uh, nourishment to, to to people in the district. So we're working hard and and trying to do what I'm sure is being done across the state and all the other districts as well. Yeah, um, you know, earlier in the year, uh, you know, you know, people's hopes were were bright. A lot of legislators had you know numerous bills, and then COVID hit, and basically everyone's had to pare down their bill package. Can you kind of tell us, I guess, you know, how your bill package has shifted through COVID, and I guess you know. What do you have? Well, you're absolutely right. And you're there in Sacramento and you know that, you know, this is the busy time. We have to shut down by uh, August 31st. And uh, we we had the budget to do. We had that to do. We've got bills that going from the assembly over to the Senate and vice versa. So it's crazy. So what is happening now, the priorities, of course, are the, uh, the bills that pertain to the coronavirus, the pandemic and how we can put those in a priority level. And so the bills that pertain to uh, housing and, and of course, uh, the homelessness, they've maintained their priority. And, and my district and the things I've been working on, of course, are, are safety, public safety. Real Hondo College is right up the street from us in Whittier, and the police academy is there, and I was trying to uh, work with them to make sure they understand that there's going to be a new way of policing uh, affordable housing is important. So I've been working with them. The pandemic has hit everybody across the board. So it, it's uh, all the bills that, that we have, the priority is, are they addressing these issues? But some of the ones that, if I may share with you, yeah. some of the ones that I've been working on is, uh, here's one for you, SB 480, law enforcement uniforms. We've seen what's happening out there. You've seen it uh, in Washington. You've seen it in different parts of the country where we have personnel that are wearing the camouflage uniforms and are being confused or taken for some of our armed forces, our reserve, National Guard, or even our active duty personnel. And uh, SB 480 will uh, enforce the fact that they must identify their uniform, what branch of law enforcement, police, whatever it might be. That's important. Another bill that, that we've uh, uh, been pushing really hard, and it's down in the back burners now, but it's at Senate Bill 895, the hydrogen, because of the fact that uh, we are trying to work with all the different uh, energy entities to come together and understand that hydrogen is a new way of the future and creating the infrastructure for it. And I met with people with the Southern California Gas Company a couple of days ago, and uh, they're on board. So they're looking for... Uh, SB 895 next year to come across. And then some another one that's important, we need so many people to volunteer in churches and volunteer everywhere. And uh, one of the bills I've got out there that uh, I guess it'll hit the table next year, uh, SB 905, which is a background security check for volunteers that work in the churches. and uh, But the information will not be disseminated to federal agencies but those who do apply, uh, they won't have to indicate their home address, but they will get run by the various uh, federal agencies. And if there's an issue, uh, then they'll, a, a warrant will come out. And because we want volunteers helping our kids, helping the communities, but we want them to be uh, as clean as they can be. Another one that's important to our military is our Senate Bill 907, which is... Um, has to do with our, our military personnel. Uh, you know, in California, and I'm proud to say this, that we have 33 military bases. I'm on the commission or council 
with the governor. It's the governor's military council. I'm on that council uh, to oversee the 33 military bases to make sure that they do uh, what they do in reference to our environment and and our citizens here in California. But this particular bill allows the county welfare workers to go onto the base, work with the uh, the base officials in the event that a child is being abused, a spouse is abused, and so they can go ahead and work with them. So that is something that uh, will open up some doors that it, it's, it, it will help us when it comes to uh, child neglect or child abuse right. or even spousal abuse. So that's another one. My very last one, that because I don't want to take up all your time, the last one is some is important. The Senate Bill 1156 with the lithium ion, ion batteries. And as you know, when we get rid of all our batteries and they're picked up, right. it's a hazard. So the question is, how are they disposed? Uh, how do we handle it? How does Cal Fire interact with them? So that bill has a lot to do with the waste industry, Cal Fire. And uh, so we'll know that when we are uh, throwing away these batteries, that we have a procedure and policy. So that, that was enough for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's impressive that you could rattle that out off the top of your head. Uh, yes. looks like you got some interesting topics to tackle next year. I guess to t- uh, touch on one point you raised, I guess, you know, we've had the social unrest here, you know, dealing in the aftermath of the, the George Floyd, uh, Floyd death, um, you know, and you kind of touched upon, I guess, the future of policing. And I guess, you know, in your opinion, in, in your experience, I guess, how do you see policing changing here in the, in the well, as I said, I took the I took advantage of the opportunity to go to the Rio Hondo Police Academy and talk to the uh, the class itself. And I said, I served in law enforcement. Now you're about to serve in law enforcement. It's a great career, a great opportunity to serve your community. But I will tell you this: policing is going to change in the future. And your graduating class in November, it will be the first graduating class with new technologies, new skills, uh, a sensitivity to the community. And the fact is that when you get out there, respect and uh, participation in the community as an individual is so very important to understand that you will be part of the community. The community has to see our law enforcement as fathers and brothers and aunts and uncles and grandmothers and and uh, people who are from the community. And that's so important. So that relationship can build and the bond and the trust. So law enforcement is uh, is going to be uh, changed somewhat, but for the better because of the fact that every uh, police chief and, and uh, everyone in law enforcement understands that community policing Pride in service is so important and having the community understand that we're working together. And of course, not every call uh, that when that 911 call comes in is a response where, you know, a, a strike force. It is sometimes now in the future, it will call for a social worker. It'll call for maybe even a pastor, a priest, God knows who, but a teamwork will, will have to be established so we can evaluate these things. And I think that, uh, Law enforcement understands that now, and I think that uh, the, the professional men and women who are in the industry of law enforcement, the service of law enforcement, are going to make all the adjustments that are necessary, and the pride of service is going to continue. Interesting. Um, you know, on Monday, you're scheduled to come back here into session, um, you know, obviously before the break, a couple members test positive. Can you kind of, I guess, tell us of, of you know, I guess your experience and I guess how you feel uh, coming up back and forth uh, to Sacramento and I guess, you know, kind of legislating, uh, you know, through this kind of pandemic. 
Well, I, I guess I'm one of the ones that uh, when we fly out from Southern California to Northern California, that's a weekly trip. Uh, but I have to acknowledge the airline industry and and uh, they're making sure that everything is, is clean and sanitary as, as we get on the plane. And uh, if there is, <clears throat> when I travel, uh, they make sure that there's social distancing and even on the airplane, they separate everybody. So that's in the, that's in the travel. In Sacramento, my hat's out to our pro tem, Tony Atkins, because she has set down the rules and regulations that the uh, the secretary of the Senate is applying every single day to making sure everyone wears their mask. Everyone is, is scrubbing down, making sure everyone uh, understands that we have to stay a distance apart. And some of the meetings that we have, whether committee meetings or even the floor meetings, we had a separation and we had senators way up in the back. And so we were all all spread apart. The speaker who is speaking uh, goes before a, a shield, a plastic shield with microphones, and they're able to speak. So we've done a pretty good job. I actually told my wife and family that I'm uh, as safe there in the state capital as I can possibly be even here at home. So we're, we're uh, doing okay, and I'm excited and anxious to go back on Monday the 27th, and I feel very confident that we'll be okay. And of course, uh, they are making some adjustments and they're doing it every single day to make sure that when the senators and the assembly members come back and their staff or their families are protected as well. And so uh, I'm very proud of the work we're done. And of course, under the leadership of our governor, uh, we're going to continue to serve and represent the constituents of the state of California. Yeah, so you're coming back up here on Monday for this kind of five-week sprint. Everything's going to kind of get condensed in this window. I guess, you know, what are some of the things that you're hoping to see achieved here in this final five weeks? Well, to make sure that we uh, take all the bills that are necessary that are so important uh, pertaining to the pandemic, pertaining to the fact that this coronavirus is affecting everybody. We've got to make sure that we crank up EDD, give them the support they need, the personnel they need. Uh, to make sure that the message goes across, that we can get through this if we do it systematically and we do it with order and we do it with a, uh, a sense of participation by everyone across the board. And uh, because this is not a Republican thing or Democratic thing, this is a health issue that we all have to participate in. So when we have the opportunity to be with family, take the extra step, wear the mask, opportunity to be in meetings, keep the distance, wear the mask. And right now we're doing a lot of uh, things that you and I are doing, you know, we're uh, over the computer here. So when that's possible, it's possible. But my, uh, my hat goes out to the entire Senate leadership and uh, the assembly leadership for what they're doing. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Senator Archuleta. I guess you have any closing remarks for us before we go? Well, I tell you what, it's been a long road to get here. You called me a, a sophomore and I take that, but uh, I've not been a sophomore to life. You know, as, as you know, you might know, I was a former presidential appointee uh, under the Obama administration. I was a presidential appointee. I was uh, handling the United States Military Academy at West Point, okay. working with those cadets. And I was on that board uh, with four United States senators, five United States congressmen, uh, five presidential appointees. I was proud to do that. Uh, I have two sons that are, uh, I have five kids, three sons, two daughters, but two of my kids are on active duty. So they're serving now in the military and, uh, they're both, uh, combat veterans and doing well and uh, West Point graduates as well. 
So uh, I, 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 as a grandfather, as a father, uh, a husband, I, I tell everyone, you know, we're all going to have to join together to see this state of California take the lead and bring down that bar and making sure that we're all participating uh, to make it a healthier, safer, safer California. And uh, my heart goes out to the kids that are so anxious to go back to school. But, you know, we've got to keep you safe. That's important. Well, thank you so much to you and your your family for your service and a very interesting background. And we love getting to know you more and uh, would look forward to talking to you again. Thank you Let's so much. Let's do it again. Us. Okay. And you stay safe too. All right. Thank you. Right. Our call dreamers. Wow.